Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Richard Botto. Richard, are you ready to do this? I am ready, my friend. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on, Richard. Better known as RB to his friends, is the founder and CEO of Stage 32. He is a screenwriter, a producer, an actor, a speaker, a mentor, and the author of Crowdsourcing for Founders. Richard, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, you covered a lot of what my day to day is as far as being an actor, producer, writer and running Stage 32. And Stage 32 is, you know, uh, think of it as the LinkedIn, LinkedIn meets Facebook for the film industry, the global film industry. Um, we are the largest network, social network for people working in film, television and digital content. We have the largest e-learning library or e-learning platform as well with over two hours, uh, 2,000 hours, I should say, of education for people working in film, television, and digital content. Our partners are Netflix, the American film market, Cannes, a bunch of others. And I do what I do because, um, one, I love people. and But two, you know, I started this platform. A lot of uh, CEOs will tell you that they identified a need and they filled it. I think that's true of stage 32, but in a different way, I filled it for myself because I understood the, or built it for myself. I'm filling the need for myself because I recognize the fact that uh, to be a success in the film industry, you need contacts, you need relationships, and you need access to people that can make decisions. So that was the impetus behind building the platform. And I felt like if it, if it would help me, it would help the masses. And and it has. And it has. We've grown from our original 100 members to over almost 900,000 today worldwide. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. How, how, what's, what's the time frame been? Uh, we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. And, um, you know, we spent a bunch of years building the community and then building our relationships to be able to have these partnerships with you know, the streamers like Netflix and HBO and things like, uh, co- you know, companies like that. And then, of course, with the 3000 executives who work where we had to build up that goodwill to get them into the platform and to get them to see the value of what we were doing. And ultimately, we've become a marketplace, more or less connecting content creator with decision maker. And we couldn't be more proud of that. The success stories roll in every day. Nice. Certainly, it was a different world 10 years ago than it is today, or, or, or maybe it really isn't. No, very. I mean, especially entertainment. Yeah, very much so. I mean, we, uh, you know, I certainly saw this convergence between tech and entertainment coming from a mile away. We thought we were ahead of the curve and we were. We were kind of way ahead of the curve because we, we thought maybe by like 2014, 15, you would have these streamers creating their own content on a much larger scale than what like HBO was doing. Because eventually what would had, what had to happen, and it is happening, is there's only so many content libraries that you can buy. So eventually, if you're somebody like Netflix or, you know, HBO, you have to double down with Disney plus, you know, right now uh, you have to double down on your content, um, you know, what your content spend and create original content. So we wanted to be there when that happened and be a pipeline for those streamers and for those studios. And uh, we couldn't be more thrilled. Certainly the pandemic accelerated things massively. Yeah, fascinating. 
is is there enough original content? Is there too much right now? It's a great question. You get asked that question all the time. When's the saturation point going to come? But I think that we've become such creatures of consuming content and consuming it, you know, through every device that we have and being on it, you know, we kind of tethered to a device all day that I don't necessarily think that there is enough. I think it's more of how do you create something for everybody? That's certainly the way Netflix is approaching it. You have other platforms that are going more the prestige route like HBO, although they're, you know, they're doubling down a little bit on their content spend as well. So I, I don't know when we'll hit a saturation point. I'm sure we will. I'm sure before we hit it, we'll have a consolidation within the industry. Uh, you know, some of these streaming platforms probably won't make it. Um, others will probably, you know, be acquired and and or you know eaten up. But uh, right now, for if you're a content creator or a producer, you're in the right place at the right time. There's been no better place and no better time in history to be a content creator than right now. Yeah, it's fascinating. So. 900,000 users on the platform and 3,000 executives. So these executives, these are folks like that, that have platforms and they're looking for the next hit, the next great piece of content, the next creator. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's managers, agents, development executives, producers, financiers, uh, you know, executives at the studios, executives at the streamers, executives at production companies. Everyone is looking for content. They want to cut down on the time that it takes to find great content. So they're looking to us, you know, because we vet a lot of this content through the services that we offer. Uh, the cream rises to the top and we're able to present those top people to these platforms or to these executives or to these reps uh, to help accelerate these people's careers, but also accelerate the process for them to find great material in a short period of time. If you think about what Netflix is trying to do, by creating content all over the world, local language content, and to have billions of dollars in content spent per year, they don't have the time or the staff or, or you know, to, to sit there and sift through material. So they're using our platform not only to train the world for them, that's how we're, that's what we're partners you know, with Netflix on, to educate people all over the world on how to produce content for Netflix or create content for Netflix, but also that, you know, to help create a pipeline to the best content that fits their needs. Fascinating. What a brave new world that we're living in. So Netflix says we want to provide amazing content in local language, even local dialect. Uh, how in the world are we going to do that? Enter stage 32 or you raise your hand and say, well, that's something we're already sort of working on. And so you come together and you're teaching folks who happen to speak that language or that dialect and they have a desire to create content. Here's, here's how. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, for Netflix, again, you know, for them to do it at scale, for anybody to do it at scale, there is an education process. There is a vetting process. And a lot of people that watch television may not realize, they certainly probably realize how much time goes into producing a show and how much lead time there might be. But you might not realize how long the development process is. And, you know, a show could be in development for two, three years before it actually films. And that might be another six months, eight months, 10 months of post-production before it ever gets to your screen. So to go through that entire process, you know, and be able to find material to kind of put into that pipeline, it's not easy. It's not easy to find that quality content, but it's also not easy to find people who are well-versed in how to do it. 
And, you know, for them to expand all over the world where you're not dealing with people in L.A. or New York or in Atlanta, let's say, or in the U.K., where a ton of filming is being done and where there is an industry that has been embedded for years and years and years to go to other locations where maybe there the, the concentration of talent isn't as vast. They have to train and they're using us to, to help do that. And then, you know, once you train, then you also have to be able to develop and produce that material. Right. Right. A lot of parallels to certainly some, some other industries, but it's, it's fascinating. Um, so as, as I'm thinking about the, the way that we used to receive content to the way that we're currently getting content to what the future is going to hold, um, it's, it's one thing for somebody to become a, a, an absolute YouTube sensation and star and an influencer who's, who's having this massive impact, but they're just using their cell phone, right? That's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about professionally produced shows or, or is it all of it? Well, in a weird way, I think it is all of it. I mean, for for certainly for the HBOs and, and the Netflixes and, and all that, there is maybe more so for like the HBOs where you're a little bit more prestige. There is more of a desire to still be in the star business and to, you know, to still to take these movie stars that were, you know, mostly feature film and bring them onto TV now and give them limited series and all that. I don't know what the definition of a movie star is anymore when it comes to film. I don't think anybody does really. Uh, certainly, you know, the value, the way movies used to be put together based on star power, that's pretty much gone away, right? So have these influencers become the new stars? In some ways, there is a bleed over in that respect. Are they getting, you know, major shows or anything like that? Maybe not, but they're getting, but they are getting deals. And there are many platforms that, um, host these types of shows and these types of this type of talent that I think is going to you know continue to evolve these are the new stars in a lot of ways these are the new people that are producing content that you know uh, the masses want to consume so I think there will continue to be a bleed over but for the time being and for the next few years I think you're going to continue to see pretty much what you're seeing right now which is you know Netflix going out and not necessarily having to have stars in every movie they produce or every show they produce, but trying to reach as far reaching and mass audience as humanly possible, certainly to find um, local language product that will play in America, because that's the way they're going to expand their base is by getting new memberships overseas, but then they could have these shows play well in America. So you think Squid Game, Lupin, uh, Sabara, Narcos, and, and shows like that. And I think HBO will continue to, you know, uh, do the, go the prestige route and, and everybody will kind of stick to their brand in a way, but some of these brands are creating sub brands as well to kind of compete in, in those areas. They don't want to wreck the prestige brand, but they want to have the mass brand. And so you, you're starting to see that as well. So again, I think what we'll see is a ton of consolidation um, and, and certainly some expansion within certain brands where they like I said, you know, creating sort of these offshoots, but and I think in those offshoots, I think that's where you're going to see the influence of talent and, and, and the, the talent that people are seeing on social media, maybe get that expansion into uh, a wider audience or a more global audience through a platform or I love it. a streaming platform, let's say. Got it. So I am somebody who is a a a creator i fancy myself as talented and i say you know what this i mean why why wouldn't i want to do this 
how how do I do that? How how would you counsel me? Is it get on the site, sign up, and matriculate through the material? Yeah, well, I mean, we offer you know so much free content. So depending on whoever's listening, depending on your discipline, and depending on what you're looking to do, and you know these days, of course, there are what we call multi hyphenates. You know, actors that now want to become writers so they can control their own material. Writers that want to become filmmakers so they can you know so they can control their own material. A lot of filmmakers and writers that want to become producers so that they can put together a package for their own material. So there's more and more of an opportunity than ever to control your own content. To me, everything comes down to two phases: it's relationship and continuing relationships and continuing education. This is a very tribal business. People like to work with people they know. Uh, it is definitely a relationship business. You will see constantly people championing other championing other people, and it, it matters. So your relationships matter, and this is why for any creator, any artist, or any entrepreneur that might be listening to this, it's why it's so important that you embrace the long game because it, none of this happens overnight. You know, you put yourself in the best position to win. I will say that the path to success has become shorter by virtue of the fact that you have the opportunity to control more of your path than ever before. You didn't have to always rely on the five or six places where you could take a you know, piece of a film, let's say, or you know the 15 places where you could take a show. Now there are so many more opportunities and so many more ways to control your destiny, but it all really begins with relationships and, and in the education part, understanding how the business operates and how to navigate it. Got it. Nice. All right. So is there a cost to be part of the platform? How does all that work? No, the platform is the platform's entirely free. So think about it in terms of, of sort of um, LinkedIn or, you know, where, where the social network aspect of it is completely free. And we offer a ton of free resources and a ton of free education. We do have premium education. That library I mentioned earlier, the 2000 hours of education is premium. Our development, our development services division, where we act as that marketplace between content creator and decision maker or the person that could fund your, your project, there is a cost associated with some of those services. We offer mentoring services. We're the only platform in the world that where executives come in to us, say that they're available and they're looking for this type of material, that type of material. And we can put that, we put that roster online and you can come in and choose that executive. So you there's full transparency on who you're working with. So to give you an example of that, if you wanna work, if you have a line budget and you're trying to figure out how to put it together, we have executives that, you know, line, uh, line producers that you could go to from top films, top shows, everything like that. You have a horror script and you wanna be mentored on how to make it airtight or how to make it great for Blumhouse. We actually have the development executive from Blumhouse that you could, you know, have read your script and you can get on a phone call with. So we facilitate those relationships. That's the marketplace part of what we do. It's been, you know, an enormously successful thing. We've had unbelievable success stories come out of there. Um, and that's why these executives come to us because again, they're getting to see material ahead of everybody else. Uh, you know, this business was known before this existed. This business was known for, you know, the haves and the have nots, great scripts, to the top 
They went to the studios, they got passed on, it got filtered down, mid-majors would pass on it, you know, pushed down. And eventually, you know, all the shit would roll downhill, so to speak. And, you know, people would end up with, with horrible material and nothing that they could put into development. That's changed dramatically with a platform like this, where they're getting first access based off of what their needs are. I love it. Incredible. So many cool things out there. So many cool people working on so many things, RB. I'm yeah. Tell you. It's an exciting time. I mean, if, love if, it. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're, like I said, a content creator, I mean, it now is such a, it's such fertile ground to be creative. And, you know, the, the access that you have these days to education that, you know, you probably would have to go way out of your way for, or you may have to get on a plane really, you know, and go and sit live. All that is available online now. And then, of course, the access to just, you know, the, the create, I mean, the, the content creation market uh, has never been more open. Nice. Well, RB, people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Okay. Difference making tip. This is one I'm going to say that since the beginning of the new year, this is one of these things where you can kind of wipe the slate clean. And for me, it's there's so much noise out there that people are on social media. I see this in, in, in the entertainment field all the time. People are listening to the wrong voices. They're they're putting themselves, they're not putting themselves in a position to win. You can't give everybody on social media the same, you can't think that they have the same ampli amplification. Okay. Everybody, you have to do your research into people and see and listen to trusted voices. Put yourself in the right circles. I see threads on Facebook and on Twitter sometimes that I'm sitting there and the, the person that's starting the thread and the, who's the authoritative voice in the thread has never accomplished anything in the business. And if you're listening to that advice, all you're doing is setting yourself back. So my advice is the difference making tip is curate your feeds, curate your life, curate your relationships, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that have the knowledge and the experience. To, that, that have earned the right to be listened to, earned the right to be listened to, okay? And then surround yourself just as important because, you know, going through this pandemic, a lot of mental health issues, a lot of people feeling alone and isolated, get rid of the negativity, surround yourself with positive voices. So curate your feeds, curate your life, curate your friendships, curate your family relationships, curate everything. Surround yourself with educated people and people who are positive-minded. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. <laughs> RB, thank, thank, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with Stage 32? Sure. So Stage 32, very simply, is stage32.com. Uh, if you want to connect with me, when you sign, it's free to sign up, like I said, and create a profile, you will get my mug on your wall. And I will admit that the first message is automated, but everyone after that and every place else you see me is me responding so if you write back to me or you send me a dm you will get me and then on i share so much free content on twitter and instagram i like to say that my brand is inspiration aspiration motivation that's what i live by you can find me on instagram at rb walks into a bar my initials rb walks into a bar and the same on twitter rb walks into a bar and again if you write me there or leave a drop a comment or anything you'll get me love it well if you enjoyed this much as i did show rb your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas go to stage32.com and find rb on instagram and twitter i'll list out all those in the notes of the show thanks again rb thank you 
And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.